Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Starseed Circle Podcast. <laughs> Today we're talking about our first higher dimensional encounters, our first um, alien encounters, whatever you want to call them, what have you. And we've both had very different experiences, so I think it'll be really interesting for you all to hear about how both of our experiences went, um, because it could be on all ends of the spectrum. Yeah. So, Sarah, what was your first encounter with higher dimensionals like? So I've had, I've had um, encounters in which I've been more in the witnessing stage, and then when I really started to channel and be connected to higher dimensionals, that was a completely different experience. But firstly, it started off when I moved to Hawaii. I actually had no um, type of belief in aliens or this kind of energy. But I remember waking up in the middle of the night, must have been like one or two in the morning, and just seeing this language um, encoded over everything. It was on the walls, it was on the floor everywhere I would look and it kind of would pulsate kind of like um, had this pulsating energy to it and I couldn't make out what it was but I knew I knew the language maybe from another time in a past life um, so it was really interesting and then I saw these two beings that looked like a mother and a child but basically in a higher dimensional alien form in their own you know representations and these beings were pretty tall and um kind of white-ish in form i couldn't really make them out super clear because at that time i thought there was a lot of fear kind of coming up while i was experiencing this so i feel like they were more so just trying to make me feel comfortable it was a very loving energy um, it felt like I was being watched over almost similar to when you connect to angels, but these beings were really here to, I feel like show me something, show me a part of myself that I didn't have access to. Wow. Yeah. And what part of yourself was that? That higher dimensionality, that, that, um, existence that may have occurred in a different life and, I felt like I wasn't tapped into that in that moment. But then when I started experiencing it and feeling the familiarity of it, mm -hmm. I was like, wow, okay, like I know this for some reason, even though I've never believed it in this life or if I feared it in the past or rejected it, it brought it forward to me in a way that was through feeling. Mm -hmm. And the feeling was that it was a memory and a familial connection. Wow. Yeah. And so that was your first experience, kind of like seeing them um, and experiencing their energy. So what was it like when you actually started communicating with them? Yeah, so actually I didn't start communicating with them until like two years after. And I had started to see these beings, which were Syrians, mm -hmm. and I started seeing their um, blue form through my mind's eye through my third eye not through the external vision like I did for these other beings and they were so beautiful to me they were just 
I thought I was just like making them up basically, but I was seeing them in my in my mind's eye and I really wanted to connect with them because they had such a nurturing energy. And so I was like, okay, I want to tap into this. I want to meditate on this and kind of call it in. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to connect with these beings by painting them because I feel like that will help me kind of strengthen the bond of communication. And as I was painting them, I started having these really intense downloads Mm -hmm. through my third eye. I could feel it pulsating. And I was actually on the phone with a friend of mine and all of a sudden like this voice came through that was not mine. (laughs) And I was like, wow, I I don't know what this is, but I'm gonna kind of, you know, tap into it a little bit more, be curious. And I knew that it was these beings that I've been trying to connect with because I I tried to open up that line of communication and I made that accessible for each of us. So it wasn't like it was coming out of nowhere, but it really did throw me off guard because these beings started to come through and try to communicate through me what this other person needed to hear at the time. That was not something I was conscious of or aware of, but something that they were picking up on that they wanted to share with this individual. And so it kind of started off in that way where um, the voices were really intense for me to try to control within my vessel and in my channel because, you know, when we're connecting to these higher dimensional frequencies, sometimes like the voice is really high or like low or in tune and it's not, it's something we kind of have to like tap into and get comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So I was really experimenting with communicating with them and working on that communication aspect and they would come through the more I would paint them. And then after I stopped painting them, it felt like it solidified the connection that we had together. Wow. Yeah, and that line of communication. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I got into channeling higher dimensionals. And prior, I feel like it was important for me to have that first encounter in Hawaii because that kind of like warmed me up to that kind of energy otherwise if that were to just happen like zero to a hundred like that it would have been a lot for me I think to integrate but because I had a little bit of a taste of what that was um, I was much more open and less in fear and more open to receiving those higher dimensional frequencies yeah that makes sense I've heard that happen to a lot of people where it's because the beings don't want to scare you right Mm -hmm. they want to kind of tiptoe in and be like I'm here. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then you're if you freak out, they're like, okay, she's not ready. Yeah. You know, and they might back off a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just their way of making that first contact. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know if anybody out there has heard of Bashar. He calls himself a first contact specialist. So there are beings that that's their job is to be the first line of contact for people. And they kind of specialize in being able to feel into our energy and, come in a way that isn't going to scare us and can be very respectful of our energy and very helpful as well to just kind of be like, okay, this is our perspective. Are you guys okay with that? Do you maybe want to integrate with us and have this perspective as yours? Um, So I think that's why they try to help us a lot is like, if this perspective is helpful, then you can try it out and see if it works for you in your life. And then 
maybe we can integrate. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think it's really just amazing connecting with them and being able to be open to, you know, just gaining insight and access to information from the higher dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too, I keep like, it keeps coming through my consciousness and I keep losing. Is this something that I need to say? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, so when they, now they're making my ear ring. <laughs> um, when they first came through, it was very much them speaking through me. And it, that's kind of how I got used to their energy, right? And kind of played with their energy a bit and felt the difference between me as my character as Sarah and, you know, the Syrians mm-hmm. and how they were connecting and communicating through me. But now I've noticed my channel changing a bit and now it's much more of what I hear and then I'm conveying mm-hmm. instead of a direct channel of them speaking through me. Yeah. Um, and it's cool to kind of see. I think I, I know you have had experience with that as well. It's cool to see how that unravels and kind of um, changes as we become more comfortable Mm -hmm. because before if I was just hearing things I might have not taken it as seriously or might not have believed it whereas now that I'm used to their energy I can really know like oh this is the Syrians these are the Pleiadians like feeling the difference the subtle difference of energy yeah absolutely what about you yeah um so mine was I would say a little more subtle than yours um I've always been interested in quote-unquote aliens and watched stuff on it, documentaries, and um, I've been doing energy work for a few years now, and I was always curious as to when I was doing energy work, what was helping me, right? So I kind of got used to the notion of spirit guides and angels assisting me, but then I always thought of aliens is just higher dimensional beings and I'm like well if angels are higher dimensional beings aren't those basically aliens too <laughs> you know so I kind of always had I, I I guess I'm I'm spiritual but I had a little bit of that sci-fi curiosity within me just from watching the x-files and whatever else like seeing different stuff growing up and and Futurama and stuff like that so they were definitely entering into my consciousness my whole life in little bits um and then that curiosity kind of led me to start Googling because I just, I felt like they were helping me in my energy work with people. I just had this weird inclination of like, I wasn't consciously channeling them with intention, but I just felt like there was this other being there with me. And again, when I I started just seeing angels as the same kind of energy. So I'm like, okay, if, if Archangel Gabriel is coming through to help me, isn't he basically like a higher dimensional being slash alien? Um, so that's, that's how it started making sense to me. And then I ended up watching the movie Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, and that just cracked me wide open. I was like, oh my gosh, this is what's been helping me. These beings have been helping me for all these years and they've been communicating with me. It felt like I cried during that movie because it (laughs) felt like I was coming home to something. Um, and then I'm trying to remember the train of events. So... When the quarantine first hit, I had definitely another spiritual awakening. I've had multiple, but this one was a big one. And there was one day where I was getting ready to go to work when I was still personal training. And 
I was listening to a sound healing on my phone and all of a sudden, and, and she started out speaking light language and right when she started speaking light language, my body was like twitching a little bit mm-hmm. and I had been really interested in light language. I had been Googling it a lot and listening to it a lot on YouTube. So I was really familiar with light language and it, it just has a resonance for me. And some, for some reason that day it hit different though. And I heard this voice in my head that said, go lay down. And so even though I was, you know, getting ready for work and I didn't want to be late, I went and just laid down on my bed and I heard this, another voice that said, you're going to be okay. Just hang in there and get ready. Kind of like, just, there's something about to happen. And then as the sound healing progressed, cause I'm still listening to it. She starts to sing the light language instead of just speak it. And my whole body was convulsing and it was like I was having a seizure and it went on for about an hour. Um, So luckily I was run, I was going into work early that day. So I actually wasn't late for those that are wondering, (laughs) but I did lay in bed for about an hour convulsing and I just felt like I closed my eyes and they were just like, observe what you're seeing because I see a lot in my mind's eye and I was seeing all of these different past lives I was seeing. um, Yeah, I just felt like I was time hopping all around. Like I was just being thrown, my consciousness was just being thrown around the galaxy. And it was strange because although if somebody would have walked in at that moment, they would have thought something really bad was happening to me. But I felt very at peace and I Mm -hmm. felt totally fine with what was happening, even though I didn't feel like I had control over my body. I didn't feel in fear whatsoever, and I felt a very loving presence with me. Um, Afterwards, I felt like I was – I had just drank coffee. Like, I felt like I was on a high. And I'm like, my body has been convulsing for an hour. I should probably be tired, but I wanted to go for a run or something. So – it was really fascinating. And I actually didn't find out what happened to me until later on because I think because it was also intense, I didn't just sit there and like ask and channel. I kind of felt like I, I knew it was an upgrade of some sort because my third eye and my crown just felt wide open afterwards. I felt like I was just receiving downloads all day that day. Mm-hmm. So I felt like my energy was kind of launched up, uh, but I didn't know what which beings it was or any of that. Until a few months later when I was watching uh, interviews with extra dimensionals on Gaia and he talked about how the mantis beings gave him an upgrade or gave him an awakening and it was almost the exact same experience as mine. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was the mantis being. So I started consciously communicating with the mantis beings from there Um, and, and then ended up going to Sedona. And that's where I met an interdimensional channel who I made an appointment with. And the night before I was talking to you and we were going through and we were asking you, Sarah, what, what are we, you know, what's our, what, what starseed race are we? And you told me I was Syrian. And then the next day met with that channel and she said the same thing. I was like, well, that's no coincidence. There's how many in the light just flickered. There's how many <laughs> there's how many alien races out there and I get the same from two different channels, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, I just started really consciously communicating with the Syrians and you and I would talk about it and mm-hmm. um, I started working with them and they're such healers that it made sense that they had been the ones helping me in my practice. Um, and the mantis beings really 
they're overseers, so they come in kind of like the police officers of the galaxy, and they really are in charge of um, helping us in our physicality be able to receive these energetic upgrades. So um, mantis beings often present themselves as very angelic beings. I think that's why I felt so safe with what was happening and what they were doing and I feel like I can communicate with them now as well. And ultimately, you can tap into any alien race, right? But sometimes it can be a little bit easier to tap into the ones that you have a direct connection to or you have lineage with. So, Yeah, it's interesting, too, when we feel that reinforcing comfort and energy when, um, you know, the way we've experienced life is if we are having these moments of upgrades or body shaking or something's happening we automatically kind of go to this pattern of like something's wrong but to feel this kind of integrated being there with you and comforting you and kind of guiding you along the way um it's very interesting how different of an experience you can have when you feel that in your body and they're actually presenting that information to you totally and i feel like since then the veil has gotten much thinner because I can feel their presence. Even I can feel them here right now, you know, in, in the room with us. And when we were on a hike the other day and you're like, oh, there's a being with us. It's, I mean, it, you know, it's the same with spirit, but with the higher dimensionals, there's, there's a different quality to their feel. And they do, they feel very curious and they feel very safe to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is, once... Once you strengthen that muscle of being able to feel into energy, you almost can't not feel it because it's like when somebody's standing behind you and you have this awareness of their presence. It's the same thing with energy once you're able to differentiate that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I know like alien races in general can have a bad rap, like in terms of fear because it's so unknown to us, right? But actually, out of all the beings I've tapped into, the higher dimensional ETs are actually the ones that I feel the most myself with and also able to have a bond of trust with. And I remember kind of going through my spiritual journeys younger, like in 2014, and feeling very open to like the spirit guides and the spirit animals and all of that. And I I loved that stuff and I, I loved tapping into that energy, but I even more so love tapping into this energy because it's so familial if that makes sense and I totally relate to what you shared about crying because oh another story is kind of creeping through so when we were in the Poconos a group of us we stated one night that we wanted to make contact in the physical and that we were ready to it was pitch black outside and I really started to see the stars changing and moving and um I've seen, I was able to see them in a completely different way than I've ever seen them before. And as we were kind of trying to set the intention to make that contact a green orb, like kind of started cycling down and there was no fireflies or anything in the sky. This was just like a seriously, a green physical orb. Yeah. And we're watching it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is real. I'm like, do you guys see this? And they're like, yeah. So 
it was interesting because some people in the group started to get to the point where they weren't as comfortable with it. And so you could see that green orb starting to just stand still where it's at, not moving closer. And then um, that person would remove themselves and they're like, you know, I had enough. I'm good. And in the end, it was a friend of mine, me and Leah, who were sitting there and we're just like, we're ready. <laughs> Captivated. And it moved closer as other people stepped away and it got pretty close to us. It didn't get like right up in front of our faces, but I'd say it was very close, probably a couple yards away. Yeah. And when it got really close, they infused me with this energy of, I just started laughing and crying in the same breath, like I'd never felt so enthralled and so connected to my life force. Mm -hmm. It was so expansive and just like, that was what I was living for in a way. It felt like that was the, the most connective experience I've ever had with something. Totally. I can totally relate. That's, I'm going to, I'll tell two stories, but one quick one about seeing it in the physical, because they will come to you in the physical if, if you're ready and if they feel that they will not scare you or jar you. Um, It's also an energetic thing because you kind of have to be of of a certain frequency so that your physical body doesn't get into fight or flight, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's like if they just infuse you with all this 5D energy and you are not ready for that because you maybe don't have a practice around that, it can put you into total fight or flight. And it doesn't matter how kind and loving they are. You don't have to be able to feel that because of your reptilian brain, right? So... I was so ready for this. And it was when we were in Sedona and we kept having contact with them. I felt like I was so high the whole time I was in Sedona. And I've been there a bunch of times because I live in Arizona. But for some reason, this with having the consciousness of the beings was a totally different experience for me while in Sedona. And for those of you that don't know, Sedona is very high vibrational. It's a sacred space. There's a ton of ET sightings there. Um, They do like ET sighting tours because it's it's famous for having that happen there. So broad daylight, we all went to this... um, to this mountain and just hiked up and this is a place that is known to have ET sightings and we were guided there from them. They told us, I had never been here before, but they told us to go there and they kept like jolting our heads up towards to look up to the sky and so we laid down on the ground and we're looking up at the sky and we started seeing this grid system up in the sky mm-hmm. and we're like, oh my god, the sky is a grid and it was like purple lines um, and then Thomas and I started seeing sparkles in the, in the sky. And it was like, how have we never noticed this before? Like, it was like there were just these sparkles everywhere. And they kept telling me to look right, look right. And I look right. And there's not a cloud in the sky. It's a completely clear day except for one cloud. And it was a very strange looking cloud. It was like a sliver of a cloud. And I was like, I've never seen a cloud like that. And they're like, just keep looking at it. So we stared at this cloud for probably 10 minutes. No joke. We were just staring. And soon it starts to change shape. And this like hole opens up in the cloud. And then these two little like, it looks like specks because it's so far away. But these two little specks come out of the cloud. <laughs> and they're like hovering and floating Um and they're, they're starting to, like, morph as we're staring at them. And I'm communicating with them as I am seeing them. And, I, and I'm saying, is 
am I seeing you guys? Is this you right now? And they're like, yes, just keep watching. And they kept getting closer and closer. It's still very far away, but they were getting closer. And I was like, Thomas, are, and my husband is a skeptic. I would say he's very open-minded, but he's not like me where I'm like, I know they exist. <laughs> yeah. He's just open. And he's like, holy crap, those are UFOs. You know, yeah. Those are definitely UFOs. So um, they were moving, like hovering front, back, up, down. Like it was, mm-hmm. they were moving in ways that a cloud does not move, number one. Um it was it was so crazy and I just felt like these surges of energy and it was something I could have stared at all day like I would have kept staring you know they ended up finally dis- dissipating but it was fascinating and then the other story that I feel compelled to tell was I did a Pleiadian meditation it was specifically around meeting your Pleiadian star family right and there's this one point in the meditation where you are meeting them and in my mind's eye you know I'm deep in this meditation and I'm seeing these beings surrounding me and they are just feeling like pure love and I felt like I was coming back home to my family it was as if I took a really long trip Mm -hmm. and I was gone for years and I'm finally coming to see my mom and dad again that's how it felt and I just could not stop crying I was just bawling my eyes out and I probably cried for 30 minutes after I finished that meditation. And it was tears of joy. It was just this like connectivity to something that I don't know that I've ever felt. Not even with my, um, and I know this sounds messed up, but not even with my family in this lifetime, you know, it's Mm -hmm. because it's it's a different feel. There's a different quality to it. Although I love my family very much. It's like a. It's definitely different. It's different. It's because they're these higher dimensional frequencies and basically what they do, I feel like, or at least because I actually have one here behind me, um, what they're saying is that um, they kind of dissolve the separateness, Mm. the separation that we have between ourselves and others. And so when we're tapped into their energy and connecting with them, that... um, that separateness or sometimes that personal identity is actually dissolving. So that's where that those tears of joy come in because that's also like the ego kind of collapsing and connecting to your true nature um, and being tapped into knowing that you are more than just your character and that you're actually like kind of blending energies with them in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's just really beautiful to... Wow. be open to receiving that and kind of exploring that further because sometimes we don't feel that with our own physical families we may feel like comfort and support and guidance but that merging and the dissolving um we don't necessarily always feel from our families of origin like here on earth yeah because you know we all of us have trauma with our families, whether or not we mm-hmm. are aware of it. Um, and so there's always those things that can't, it, love can feel conditional from our families even. And you don't feel that from these beings. You feel yeah. pure, unconditional love. And that's and that's a feeling that I think a lot of us have never felt except maybe from a dog, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's really – it's a it's a very – enlightening experience and I felt safe and I felt seen and I felt like almost invincible after that because you're like okay they're with me they're guiding me 
if ever I need to go back to that place, I can just literally close my eyes and do that. And once you have that first connection with them, it's like you just feel like you're never alone. Even when you are alone, you never feel alone. Yeah. And I totally can relate to that. Even when I was tapping into that story, I was like, I feel like I'm reliving it again. And I'm experiencing all those like emotions and that merging within my heart and that you know, just openness and expansiveness yeah. and knowing that we're connected to everything. And for to be able to tap into that is just something we can all do, first of all, but also something that really kind of breaks down the um, denser vibrations. So say we're feeling some separation between other people in our family or a friend group or through politics or through the world, it kind of like can help us uh, regain perspective by being able to feel the vibration of everything and how we're all mirroring one another. Yeah. So it's just really, I love the connection. And I know that you experience the same kind of feelings and have the same sort of heart space in that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think ultimately what the, the downloads that I've gotten from the HDs has been you know, you're actually with us every night when you sleep, your energy comes back to be with us. Mm -hmm. Um, you're (laughs) when you are awake is actually more like when you're dreaming. So that's why it feels when you do make that connection with them, it feels like you're actually just going back home and you're, it's almost like your, your 3d perspective is kind of overwhelmed by that feeling that you actually feel all the time. Um, so that it, that's why the crying and all of that, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I've never felt this in my 3D character. <laughs> but really, it it's making that contact for the first time in the 3D. But they almost like laugh at it, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit because it's like, oh, <laughs> that's cute. That's your 3D perspective experiencing this that you actually experience every night. Um, and I think that knowing that, Knowing that this, and I'm not, I'm not meaning to, um, you know, not identify with my 3D perspective. I know this is a very mm-hmm. real experience. I don't mean to belittle it at all by calling it a dream, but sometimes it can be nice to just remember that this is kind of a dream. And that this isn't everything. Yeah, that there's so much more. You're a multidimensional uh, creature and there's just so much more that you are and I think that's ultimately what they're there to remind us. It's not to take yourself out of this experience because we don't want to dissociate from the 3D, mm-hmm. but it's it's just to have the 3D experience and remember that you're a multidimensional being at the end of the day. Yeah. So I think that's a good place to wrap. If you want to share your um, stories of your own ET first encounters, feel free to contact us on starseed.circle or Instagram or email us. Yeah, and join our Patreon. We're actually going to record a bonus episode right now for our Patreon. So you can, if you you join the Patreon, you can hear the continual episode and um, be able to engage with our Patreon community. We are so excited to be creating that extra content for people that really want to go in deep with us and get to know us. So thank you so much for listening.